What's up, everybody? Ken and I back for episode 42 of A Shot of Business Central and a Beer, the Business Central podcast that helps you to work to work out Business Central problems when you've thought you've thought of everything. This month, we're talking Business Central as usual, uh, but then we're going to take a deep dive into the beers we drink and some of the ridiculous ratings that we, we've given them. So if you're a fan of beer, this episode is going to be for you. Ken, I know you enjoy a cold one from time to time. So I bet it was pretty easy for you to get excited for this month's podcast. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm so excited. I'm going to say this. This episode may very well be, likely will be, the most informative and entertaining episode we have ever put together. <laughs> wow, that, that's a lot to live up to. So I hope you're right. Right. I mean, we are going to we've we've we are chock full of news and updates and uh, mm-hmm. information in our shot segment um, on Business Central. What's what's coming up and some yeah. news and industry and partners and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, as you mentioned, we are going to deep dive in a very lighthearted, fun segment. We've kind of reviewed all of our beer rankings over the past uh, over about 40 40, beers, right? Uh, Whatever it's been. And um, we've kind of re-ranked them and and taken a a step back and looked at it. And we'll be talking about our what we changed and what we found out about ourselves as beer as beer drinkers. Yeah. And as the listeners try to figure out whether or not you think we we added we uh we I don't know gave better ratings toward beers or if we took rating points away from beers. If I was if I had to guess and I was just listening, I would say, yeah, we probably all added more ratings. We like beer more than what we actually do, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Well, we're gonna see. we're gonna we're gonna dive at the, dive down on the data and and see uh, see what we came up with. Yeah. So what are we drinking today? All right. Well, today. As usual, I go into Binnie's and I walk around Binnie's, you know, like like most uh, 42-year-old single men do. And uh, I, I happen to come across the O'Fallon smoked porter beer. Um, you know, I tend to smoke more meats when it gets a little bit colder out as opposed to summer, so I thought this might be a good, a good pick. I've never even heard of a smoked beer before. Right. So at first glance, we poured it. It's dark very dark right no no head at all really unless you pour like ken did where you just dump it all in real fast <laughs> I, I intentionally went for a I little know. head yeah mm-hmm. but uh i'll tell you what you, you take a smell and you get a smoke smell you get i get a chocolatey smell and uh i think i'm gonna like this right because i tend to like it reminds me of that coffee stout we had you yeah remember that? yeah yeah you get a little bit of that that Coffee, chocolate, chocolate, coffee. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You, were you? Are you cheating on your description? Were you? Were you online looking at at beer reviews? Um, yeah, I looked at the beer reviews. Yeah, beer get to that. yeah. Smoky, chocolatey. You don't get that? Oh no, I do. That's I exactly do. what I get. A smoke right? and chocolate. That's very good. This is. Uh, I did a little bit of research on this, so this is indeed a porter style beer. Um, What's a porter style beer? Thank you, Michael. You're reading right into my script. Um, a porter is a style of beer developed, and this is of, of the, uh, you know, this has to be true because it was on Wikipedia. Oh. So 
Uh, Very credible. Yeah, right. Can't be wrong. <laughs> Porter is a style of beer developed in London uh, early in the 18th century. So 17, early 1700s. Yeah. Uh, dark. Um, and, and the appearance is due to the use of brown malt. So that's kind of brown malt. That's kind of where it gets its color and uh, texture and flavor from. Uh, it's very popular, especially amongst working class people and mm -hmm. porters, which is why it's called a porter. Nice. Um, so named after the, the people who drink. Yeah, a porter, right? What the hell's a porter? Uh, a person who carries objects or cargo for others. So think like a, a hotel porter, luggage, uh, you know, a railroad porter. Yeah. Um, right. So blue collar kind of work. Yeah. Good working people. Yeah. So um, so that that's how that's that's what a porter is. Porter is also like originally it was like stout, right? Yeah. It almost looks like a stout. It's just dark yeah. black. Like you can't see through it. Yeah. And um, they kind of split off at some point later in the. 18th century, I think, kind of officially started calling certain porters stout porters. And then eventually they just became stouts, gotcha. like a Guinness uh, or something. But but basically the same, same family, process. same types of beers. Now, do you know how they make a smoked beer? Like what what do they do to make to give it that smokiness? How do yeah, well, I I don't know exactly what the flavor is. Uh, right, so oh, the smoked malt. Right, correct. Yeah, he's on oh. Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are my notes. But yeah, no, I I did a little research on this. Yeah, so right, so the 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 malted barley has been smoked or or dried, however you want to say it, over an open flame. Yeah, no, you can definitely pick it up. Oh, it's huge, smoky. Um, let's go for a sip. See, we. I like it. I like it now because I'm sitting here, right, in an office, and it's like that smoky kind of gives you that, right? You can envision the fire. The barbecue, whatever. I'm not sure if I was actually sitting out in front of a fire with smoke blowing on me that I would also want a smoky beer. So you're saying. Would that be too much smoke? I don't know. See, I, I kind of think it's different. So I kind of think campfire smoked beer um uh what, what do they call those things when you with the chocolate and the marshmallow uh s'mores, s'mores. actually this would go pretty well with a s'more yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it might it might be a lot especially when the smoke starts blowing in your face and your eyes are watering yeah so yeah this is a this is from the o'fallon brewery who uh, puts this beer together they call it a dark rich and smoky beer classic porter 63 percent german smoked malt Makes a perfect after dinner sipper for those who love a bigger beer. Nice. It's also the winner of the gold medal in the 2004 Great American Beer Festival for beer smoked, for I'm sorry, for best smoked beer in America. I never heard of the gold medal in the or the 2004 the Great American Beer Festival. You heard of the Great American Beer Festival? Oh yeah, Sam Adams uh, beer. Oh yeah, yeah. Way yeah. back in the day, yeah. bragged that they were the winner of the gold medal at the at the Great American Beer Festival for yeah. X number of years in a row. Yeah. What if it's like a legit thing, or is it kind of like you know when you see cars, the JD Power Award or whatever? Yeah. Like what is that? <laughs> All these awards, right? But 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 if you but did you read the whole thing? Winner of the gold medal in the 2004 Great American Beer Festival for the best smoked, smoked beer. beer in America. Yeah. 
How, how many smoked beers are in America? Right. Yeah. It's the first one I've ever seen. Have you ever had a smoked beer? I've not. No. Oh, wow. It's my my first porter on the show. Although I've had porters before. Yeah. But definitely not a smoked uh, beer. I think we should any, tell of any kind. The listeners, it's only six percent alcohol, yeah. five point nine. Really, yeah. not not that much. Bitterness, twenty four IBU. Low. So, yeah. Which when you see this, it looks like a chocolatey, malted. I don't know. You know what I mean? Look yeah. smooth, right? Yeah. To quote Jay Cutler with his bourbon, smooth. Smooth, man. <laughs> Although um, I was pouring it, it kind of like poured into my glass, like almost looking like motor oil. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Motor oil is nice and smooth thick. and thick. And yeah. Yeah. Kiss, yeah. Um, I want a beer advocate. Did you want a beer advocate? Did I did. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you find any funny? I've got a, a couple gems. Oh, let's yeah. hear them. I couldn't you want, find it. You want the good one or the bad one first? Yeah, let's always go with the bad first. Go with bad the first? Yeah. Okay. Here's my. This People is my favorite right. bad review. All right. Reminded me of cheap root beer. I did not notice until after a few sips that I realized that it was full of floaters. <laughs> I bought this at a bottle shop and forgot to check the date. When I looked, I could not decipher the code. What a shame. I could just not get over the amount of sediment swirling around in my glass. That's you a, might want to check your a, dishwasher or something. That's yeah. a bad beer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But. I mean, when I hear someone say that that there's a floater, yeah. you know, my mind the goes movies, yeah. <laughs> somewhere it shouldn't probably. But uh, have you ever had a beer that was just so bad that it it materialized in the floaters? I mean, how long would I that don't take? think so. I don't no. think I've ever seen I mean, I've that. had really bad old beer that yeah. was clearly like undrinkable because right. it was like so old. But it looked normal. Yeah. Look, yeah, look, you like, wouldn't know. It smelled smelled bad, but no, there's no floaters. That's that is <laughs> you guy watches that that one movie from like the eighties. Um when all the kids and they're in the pool with the lifeguard and, and I think it was, it was no, the Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah. It ends up being the Snickers bar. Yeah. Yeah. Guy <laughs> drops the candy bar into the pool. Yeah. And everybody screams and panics. Yeah. <laughs> and That's a floater. <laughs> we have a floater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the theme, the theme of the beer if you, amongst the, amongst the reviews, the common terms I saw was smoky flavor, bacon, chocolate, brown sugar, bacon. And the consensus is probably the smokiness, right? Yeah. The consensus was very good beer, but a little bit light for this style of beer. You know, these people, people always want light, bigger and stronger flavor, right? Beer, yeah. Stronger, more alcohol, more flavor. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I actually, well, I, I can almost agree with that, right? I, I think that if you had a little bit stronger, alcohol in this where maybe it was like a 6.5 or 7 it would still be really good right and it might decrease the, the smokiness i think there's a lot of smokiness in it right now yeah. and it might take away just a little bit of it by adding just a little bit more more strength to yeah, it. yeah but six is plenty oh no, yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just nitpicking here yeah. <laughs> but here's here's one this one i i think like this is just one paragraph but i i feel like this person like i'm, I'm trying to picture spending like probably 20 to 30 minutes writing this. Like it's just, here we go. Poured a dark caramel brown into a 10 ounce Bangkok beer fluted glass with a slightly effervescent tan head that quickly dissipated. 
very dainty lacing with natural carbonation present throughout. Aromas of smoked bacon, caramel, and dark chocolate coffee malts up front. Taste is smoke forward with a long earthy coffee type finish. Mouth is a little thin for this style, but would consider medium bodied. Very nice flavorful solid porter that I enjoyed thoroughly. Occupation, sales rep at O'Fallon Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, come on now. I mean, that, right. That's that like a love 20, story. 30 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're writing the same review for everybody. Dainty, slightly yeah. effervescent. Caramely, bacony. Yeah. I don't get, well, maybe, maybe caramely, maybe. Bacon, no. Flavorful, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's always enjoyable. Dissipating. I, I always, uh, it's always one of the highlights of my beer segment is uh, seeing what 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 the characters yeah. out on the internet like to say yeah. about these things. It's so, actually ranked though high, right, on beer. Oh, although I got to tell you, it'd be like, right, it'd be better than like you or I. Like, if if you could put together like a listing of every review that you and I give these, mine's easy. Yours would be easy. It'd be like drink, drink pretty good. Hot summer day. Pretty good. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> Mine's simple. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Oh god. But yeah, it's got a high rating on Barrett. I don't. I can't remember if you mentioned it, but I think it scored eighty-seven. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ranked number twenty-three in smoked porters. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're beer. We're, he, we're we have heavy beer here now, and we're going to be heavy on beer uh, the rest of the segment. But we do have we have a very very good and informative uh, shot segment today so um that's going to be the bulk of our business central talk and then for the i think we have two types of listeners okay i think we have listeners who tune in specifically for the for the shot of news and the application features and discussions and then we have another segment of listeners that only tunes in for the intros and the beer talk. Absolutely. So today we're going to have a little bit for both parties, right? You got, there's two segments. You got a, a big business central news segment. You got a big beer segment. Yeah. We just got to bridge that gap to bring everybody together. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right. Well, next up then 20.5 Ken, right? Or shot. Yeah. The shot. So. Talk to everybody then. All right, back for a shot of Business Central. Uh, we got a, a long runway here, topics today, all newsworthy and informative. First, like usual, we like to start it off with a, a current release update, so version 20.5. Uh, you should be up and running if you're on Business Central Online on version 20.5. Has uh, some app, some platform hotfixes, application hotfixes, and several localization hotfixes like usual. I did scroll through these 26 application hotfixes, and what kind of caught my eye is that there's some, there's some fixes in there that are kind of some standard type things that um, people should be aware of. So like in this latest release, for example, um, if you use the account schedule overview page, there were some issues with dimension filtering, which is probably something that people use a lot. Also, uh, dimensions in the analysis views 
uh, are not we're not updating if you use the dimension correction function. So they just released that function not, not too long ago to correct dimension entries and GL entries. Um, but I guess the analysis views weren't being updated to reflect those changes. Gotcha. Uh, also, attachments weren't visible on the jobs list page. So if you're using jobs and you could also create jobs for blocked customers. So some pretty general type things yeah, that I mean, uh, were found and corrected. I'm surprised more people didn't didn't notice that. I mean, I, right. I didn't hear too much about it until the updates came out. Yep. So, um, you know, just just to kind of stress the importance of of doing these updates that that you think that oh, they're just minor updates. It's a monthly update. It could very well have a fix that's going to resolve an, an issue that you've you've been mm -hmm. experiencing. I would say a lot of the updates actually are pretty impactful, right? Maybe maybe not the ones so much you know closer to the major releases, which is why this one is so surprising with these impactful mm -hmm. um, application fixes. Yeah, but a lot of them have pretty meaningful, you know, fixes and, and updates and whatnot, and even feature releases. Yep. So what do you know about 2022 Wave 2? So what do I know about 2022 Wave 2? I know that, uh, well, first of all, there's going to be a Business Central launch event that Microsoft is going to put on. It's going to be from October 10th through the 12th. It's virtual, and it is a virtual event for everybody to be able to see the new features and, and, and functionality Microsoft's going to go through it all. We'll put a link for that in the in the show notes. Um, other than that, I know it's 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 still scheduled. Uh, nothing is, has changed. So starting October, you're going to start seeing the rollout. Yep. I did check it verified, right? It's almost uh, almost the first of October here, right? Early October. Uh, you can go into the admin center in Business Central, create a new sandbox uh, if you want to um, preview some of the new version 21 mm -hmm. 21.0 uh, if you want to check some of those uh some of those new features out now now what if i wanted to take my production environment that's currently running i know you can take a production environment and and copy it to a sandbox environment can i copy my production environment to an updated version 20 uh 21 sandbox environment um, you cannot, not today, not before 2022 wave two is officially released. Gotcha. So, and this was maybe a, maybe a little confusing for people because to your point, yes, you can copy, there's a copy button where you can copy your production environment to a sandbox. So if my production environment is 20.5, it copies to 20.5 sandbox. Right? Yes. Right. Okay. And or, or there's also a, a new feature where you can create a new sandbox and you can select which version you want. So you could select the preview version 21. Yeah. But it's going to come with just the demo data um, and, and without all of your extensions and apps and everything yeah, so in not, there. Not the customer's data. Right. So how do you combine those two things together? Right. You can. Because can you? you can't. <laughs> you can. However, there's a catch. So prior to the official release of the new version, version 21, let's say in this case, you cannot do this. However, here's what you could do. What you could do is you could go in and schedule your production environment to be upgraded to version 21 out in the future as far out as you can go okay 
and that will prevent your current production environment from getting upgraded right away or when you know when you don't want it to yet then wait for version 21 to start getting deployed out into bc online now that it's deployed copy your production environment to a sandbox so now you've got an identical copy of your production environment the sandbox and now schedule the upgrade of your sandbox immediately and now that version 21's out the sandbox will be upgraded and now you've got gotcha. your data your extensions and apps in the new preview version in the sandbox so that nice. you can test it it's a great workaround yeah you just have to be careful right and uh, in in the date right the dates and make sure you remember to you know don't schedule your production environment upgrades so that you know you don't come in one day and whoop all of a sudden microsoft right. has updated your production environment right yeah so you sort of schedule that out a few weeks as far yeah, yeah as far out advanced. as you can yeah. At the, at the time so you and then time to update your right. sandbox because then if and when whenever you're you are ready for your production environment to get updated you verified everything okay now just go change your update schedule on your production environment and then it'll get updated as soon as you're ready right right that's away. pretty cool yeah that's a great workaround master ken is back at it <laughs> oh yeah devious yeah speaking of uh devious and diabolical and and all those good things you Microsoft? Recently, no, no, Ken, Ken, you recently attend, attended DynamicsCon. I did. Yep. Do you have a little update on it? I know you presented with uh, Mr. Ben Baxter. I do, yeah. I do have an update. Yeah, this was uh, September 14th through the 16th. It was the Dynamic User Group uh, DynamicsCon uh, conference. Um, and uh, hold on, let me make sure I got the right stuff here. Um, yeah, it was uh, in San Antonio. Uh, overall, very nice conference, right. had a good time. I would say, you know, if everyone wants to know like, oh, how many people were there? I, I, I don't have the exact number. I would, I'm going to say like five or 600 people, right. give or take a hundred on each side. I, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, but it felt good, right? It was, um, it felt it's, more like a community, right? Yeah, it did. It felt like a, a, a good conference. Um, What's a little bit it was a little bit different than the than previous user conferences. How they organized it was they had they had um, one session for BC scheduled during each like time slot. All in the same room. Same room. So you had the same group, and I kind of liked that. It was like you like the people were kind of in the same area. You got to get yeah. comfortable. You were able to interact with with those same people and get to know them really well because you were all kind of hanging out for a couple of days, yeah. right? Get to learn and have have a lot more better discussions so with such, other users yeah. than you might normally when everyone's scattering around. Right. So you're saying this, there wasn't multiple business central sessions going on at once, right? Correct. They're just back to back to back in the in the same room. Right. That, that's pretty yeah. nice. So I really like that that time feel. in between sessions. Sorry. How much time was between was there, sessions? Like ten minutes? Oh, good. Yeah, Not good. much. Enough time to put your scrambling. Go, go grab some coffee, yeah. get a snack, come back in, leave all nice. your stuff there. Yeah. Right. Nice. You could you could get camped out, you know, a little bit, and again have some really good discussions over a couple of days with some other users and really meaningful, I think, topics. So that was kind of really cool. Um, I also really like they had two very nice uh, like evening receptions. So like five to seven each day. 
outdoors, really nice outdoor space at the conference center, uh, live music, some app, heavy apps and cocktails and drinks and stuff, open bar. I th just a really nice, um, just a nice atmosphere, beautiful weather. We got, you know, really like, yeah. you know, hot and humid, yeah. San Antonio. What are um, our sessions from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m.? Or yeah, some, start later about about probably like yeah probably like more like eight to maybe four thirty. Gotcha. Um, and then these receptions from five to seven each day. Um, so yeah, it's probably kind of cool. Um, although I couldn't, you know, this was the second live Dynamics Con live annual conference. Mm -hmm. Um, I I'm, I'm you know I I'm excited. I'm looking forward to next year, um, which is actually in May. May 23rd to 25th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Gotcha. Um, so um, I believe going forward, the conference is going to, the DynamicsCon conference is going to be continued to be in May going forward because there also is the Dynamics Community Summit yeah. from the Dynamic uh, Community Group, which is going to be coming up here very soon, Generally. October. 14th through the 18th in Orlando. Yeah, and they're generally in fall. That, that right, that October-ish. Right. So, um, no, you know, it makes sense because otherwise they're too close together. Different conference, but you got, um, you know, both two different user conferences. Seems like you know some Same. different flavors, similar. You know, both beneficial, um, but little little bit different flavors out of those two. Same idea, though. I mean, whether I think at at whether they have some people from Microsoft presenting it at uh dynamics con or anything like that um you know not no not too much not too much not too many not too many microsoft um but 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 the the speakers that were there were good all, i i think my opinion all all great good very good great speakers nice. like the content session uh was was very good um how was your session so mine went well yeah we talked about uh, jobs in manufacturing and 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 looking at the the whole content of the of the conference for BC, you know we we ours was one of the only ones that focused on exclusively jobs in manufacturing. So we we had an opportunity also at the end to like open it up. What other questions do you have on oh. jobs in manufacturing? Oh. And and, and, and you know, the first person, uh, you know, that we called on said, I'm glad you just said that because my question has nothing to do about what you guys just <laughs> talked about. Right. Um, so but I think I think people I think the users, people that attended got a lot out of it. That's awesome. Um, I, I, I wouldn't. My last thing is I, I, I you know, this wouldn't be a shot of Business Central and a beer if I didn't mention um, the delicious beer that I had while I was there. Oh, really? So while I was down there, I got a um, a a. Brew, the brewery was called Free Tail. It was a local San Antonio brewery, and it was called Sold Out IPA. Um, sold out, like sold, sold like, like sold the country. S O U L. Nice. S O U L. Yeah. D O U B T. Sold, sold out. out. Really. Sold out. Get it? It's interesting. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what's behind the naming it of it, though. IPA, I don't know, it's just clever, right? They can't keep it in stock, I guess. It's sold out. Um, but <laughs> it was excellent. I, like, I'm like, I got I really? to make sure to give a shout out to Freetail uh, here while, you know, down in San Antonio enjoying a solid beer. 
local craft brew. You putting it up there with the zombie dust and the, so, and the juicy. Uh... It would be a, yeah, like my typical like ninety four. Really? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. it, it was though. No, it was it was very good. I'm not going to rate it, but it, it was very. <laughs> I, I, it was hot and humid out, and I was outside, oh. and I, I just it cold? It just went yeah oh, went down yeah, you gotta have a cold. went down really nice. Um, while I'm at it, I just want to highlight. So the conference, yeah, it was very, very good. A couple other conferences that are coming up, I just want to mention. So Dynamics Con also has a, a virtual full day, March 15th of 2023. Um, and then also November 9th through the 11th this year is the Directions EMEA conference, which oh. is in Hamburg, Germany. Um, from what I understand, I talked to a few people that are going to be attending that. Um, they said, you know, usually it's a pretty decent sized crowd, maybe like usually around two, maybe around 2000 people. Really? There. Yeah. So um, this is kind of a partner event. Yeah. Um, they said they usually get a pretty good turnout. Um, you know, we'll see uh, what this year holds. We're coming out of coming out of COVID. Yeah. So hopefully it is a good turnout. But um, yeah, lots of good events. And then couple more thing on the dynamics if anyone's going to the 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 summit in Orlando um just a little bit of some details here or if you're considering going right there's going to be just for BC BC slash NAV right 180 to 200 sessions really and and these are covering these are the seven major categories of topics they have the ABCs of BC meaning like entry level stuff, yeah. administration, development and architecture, finance, manufacturing, moving to BC. So if you're considering upgrading and then supply chain, um, it's it's 15, about $1,500 per attendee for the conference. You can get one day passes, even half day passes or expo only passes, as well as a streaming pass plus on demand. A streaming pass so, plus on demand. Yeah, so if you cannot oh, wow. so physically actually... go to Orlando, you can get a streaming pass. They're going to be streaming uh, sessions. I don't know exact which ones or all of them. Um, and on-demand content after after the conference. You can go watch the sessions. How much? What's the price of that, Michael? All right, so obviously it's risen to popularity. They need the infrastructure. Yeah. $950. $99. $99? $99. $99. That's pretty cheap. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So that makes it worth checking out, right? Especially if wow. you can watch the sessions on demand after yeah. the conference. Because I know that what happens if you attend a virtual conference, you go to work and you sit down and you start doing 100 other things and you the, it's 4.30 and you realize you haven't even watched 30 mm. minutes of the conference sessions. I mean, at least that's how it goes for me. So Still $99. Yeah. And and I'll tell you what, right? So there is an alert I went on the website. Um, if, if, if in case most people are probably aware, but in case you're not, right? Hurricane Ian is just blew through Florida, caused a lot of damage. Um, so there is a, a a message. I'll just read it here. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe by the time we drop this episode things will have changed. Yeah. But right now it says uh, all of us at Dynamic Communities are closely monitoring Hurricane Ian. 
as we hope for the best from anyone in harm's way. We're reacting in compliance with all local and state requirements as we stay in daily contact with the Gaylord Palms for the event. While the hurricane will pass prior to Community Summit opening its doors, we will continue to update the community on any issues or concerns that would impact us all. Nice. So, Did it say what city the, the summit's in? Orlando. Oh, Orlando? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm in the middle yep. of it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, so definitely, you know, stay, stay in touch, check the you status. Know, Hopefully things will be fine by the 14th, but um, yeah. just you never know. I, I got to give, you know, mm -hmm. I got to give kudos to to the people who, who run this with the, the $99 virtual ticket or whatnot. You're I mean, stuck on that, huh? Well, I've been thinking for years that I don't understand why a lot of them don't have a virtual option as it is. I mean, it's not that hard to do anymore, right? But $99, and, and it looks like it might even pay off a lot with, the hurricane and, and whatnot, you know, if if, if they can't right. get a lot of people down there. Yeah, they may be able to draw on a lot of people with that, right? Yeah. That, I, just, that I wouldn't otherwise have even, have even considered going. But yeah. if I can learn some stuff at that price point. Yeah, because it's geared a lot towards customers in the first place. So yeah. for $99 a user. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so that's a, that's a lot of user conference news there, huh? <laughs> Jammed in. Always a good thing. Well, only thing I got left on my list, and I think you have it on yours, is the very popular subject nowadays, the granular delegated admin privileges, otherwise known as GDAP. Oh, yeah, very popular. Yes, Everyone's very buzzing popular. about it. Yeah. It's trending on Twitter. <laughs> trending on Twitter, yep. Upwards and upwards. <laughs> so what do, do you want to take the honor, or do yeah. would you like me to? What What the heck are you talking about, granular delegated administrative privileges? Yeah, well, currently partners can only choose between like having access to all of a customer's cloud uh, information or none of their cloud information. Um, it's, you know, you get delegated admin privileges, so you either see it all or you see none of it. There's like a global admin checkbox, right? And if right. You're, you have to be a global admin to administer Business Central for a customer, but that then also means that you can see other you can go into everything else they have. Yeah, other non-dynamics type right. products and things. So the premise behind this is actually a pretty good idea. What Microsoft is doing is they're introducing granulated administrative privileges. So if you're just their business central partner for the customer, you might get something called a Dynamics 365 admin role to where you can only deal with the right. customer's business central solution. You can't go into their their Azure or their their you know, Dynamics 365 sales or office or whatever it may right. be. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all well and good, right? Yeah. Seems like a good idea, right? Yeah. That gives people better control on what they can or can't administer and change and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But, and I don't want to say in typical Microsoft fashion, but I kind of do. Instead you just of, did. Right. Instead of adding to what they call the, the uh, what it was, the DAP. DAP delegated DAP, admin program. DAP. Thank you. Instead of just adding these these new privileges to the DAP, Microsoft wants partners to migrate all customers, well, allegedly migrate all customers from the DAP to the GDAP, and they have to assign privileges to each and every customer. When, in my opinion, what they should do is, if you've got delegated admin privileges on the DAP, fine. If you have customers that don't allow you to have delegated admin privileges, talk to them, see if you can just get a Dynamics 365 admin privilege or, or whatever it is yeah. and add it to that. But yeah. uh, I, I but, don't know. but let's say you do this and you go through it. And once you go through that change, then once you do it, once you're done, 
and now you have that granular delegated admin privilege for D365, you're forever, you're good? Ugh, of course not. No. Right? It's only good for, I think, two years is Up what they said? Up to two years. Up to two years. And I mean, let's be honest too, after three, four months, Microsoft might say we're holding off on it. Don't worry about it for a while. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But the who I, I read through the Q&A, like FAQs, right? Frequently asked yeah. questions about it. And I saw a little bit of contradictory things. They said that the, the old delegated administrative plan is going away and being completely replaced with this new granular plan, right. which makes you believe that you're going to have to transition every customer right yeah, to this. But then in another Q FAQ down below, it says that this is only something that you're going to need to do if you want to assign delegated, I'm sorry, granular right. level permissions, um, which is a big difference because I, I totally get that. Huge like difference. if if only if we only have granular privileges for 10% or 5% of our customers, then we only have to deal with those. Yes. But to deal with every single Oh, customer account it takes time. So the, I think that you know the public service announcement PSA here for for everyone is in October or or beyond, maybe who knows when. If your partner has difficulty connecting to a customer environment, or if you're a customer, if you're a partner and you have difficulty now seeing or connecting to that uh, customer, it's very well likely that it's because of this. Admin, admin privileges yeah. uh, transition or whatever right. they're calling it. So make sure you know who your Office 365 global admin is because they're probably going to have to be the one to accept the granular permission yeah. offered by the cut the the partner. Um, it's just yeah. you know it's there's so many changes going on lately. It's just going to be another another hassle. So I, I like the second option you said where it it just only applies to the five or ten percent that don't have any. That haven't given the partner delegated admin privileges right and if you only had to sign them granular great right yeah. that's what it should be for but if you got to go through it all yeah. what john the the it was a pretty good comedian john Panette, who actually passed away like five six years ago and uh he would always say when something like this, he'd say nay nay i don't like it nay nay <laughs> so nay nay <laughs> yeah got a couple other things here so uh first of all it as as of I guess as of September 30th, 2022, uh, the 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 old Microsoft Partner Competency Program, per according to Microsoft, officially ends. So your gold certifications and silver certifications go away, and they're being replaced by a new uh, partner badge program where you can earn badges in one of six categories yeah. or sub I don't know what six categories. So, and that kicks off like October 1st or October 2nd or whatever. Um, and, and, and partners now have a whole bunch of different hoops to jump through to become a certified partner. Yeah. So, I, you know, this isn't, again, um, is it really going away? When is it going away? What? Or when is it changing? Yeah. Let's, let's see how this rolls out. Um, but as soon as October 2nd, if you're a partner, you can go into your CSP, look under membership and see how many points you've earned to see if you qualify for one of these badges at this point. And, and from what it sort of looks like, though, is that if you're a Microsoft Gold or Silver partner or whatnot, only anywhere from what, 5 to maybe 20% of those partners 
are going to qualify as a with one of these badges with one of the yeah, on yeah. the new on the new system so yeah. Yeah, and Business Central is officially currently listed as uh, included under the modern work right. classification, not the business applications classification. Right. So tell me if that makes, no makes sense. sense. No, I don't know. not at all. I'll tell you no. <laughs> okay, thank you. But uh, so yeah, like you said, in the next over the next year, it's going to be interesting to see when partners start having to re or, or when they're subscribe whatever it's called is up. Their their gold level status or so mm -hmm. whenever it's up, it's gonna be interesting to see when partners, you know, what they do if they complain about it or whatnot when they can't make yeah. it or get one of these badges. So yeah, uh, I have just a couple more notes, and this is just more on um, I had like just over the recent news I've seen out there. Talked to a couple of people at uh, the Dynamics Con conference. Um, you may have you may have noticed, or maybe you don't notice. I don't know. Like you, I know every you're busy, right? Uh, you got things to do. But are you talking to me or are people? Everyone, everyone, yeah. <laughs> there's there's been a lot of partner consolidation recently. Mm -hmm. If you right, um, a lot of partners are acquiring other partners, right? Absorbing them. I think a lot of this has to do with a lot of the Microsoft stuff and incur in in raising the bar and having people jump through more hoops to maintain status so and margins and benefits. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're all, you know, we're dealing with it. We're, we've been on the right side of the fence every time so far, and we plan to continue to be, but, um, but, but yeah, you're seeing a lot of partners getting purchased by other partners. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just well, equity, a lot of, lot of money out yeah. there available for people to invest in and grow yeah. their partners. Um, and maybe I some mean, people want to sell and yeah. move in, on. In theory, right? This this seems to cater towards larger partners, in my opinion, and we tend to fall in that category. So, are yeah. we going to benefit from it? Uh, I guess because we'll make we'll make up an yeah. edge or whatever. But for most people, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's it's uh yeah. It's mainly uh, larger partners acquiring smaller partners for the most part. Um, adding adding resources to their teams and you know and and adding some efficiencies yeah. by having a larger organization. But but yeah, it's we'll we'll see. Time will tell how that works out. And kind of related to that, I guess, is just my is uh, that Avalara right sales tax uh, Avatax product. Uh, they have been acquired by Vista Equity Partners right. for $8 billion. So Avalara was a publicly traded company. Um, Vista Equity Partners purchased it. Now it's a private company. Yeah. So I did have a couple conversations um, with people. And, and for the most part, what it seems like is that uh, Avalara is going to continue to focus on sales tax, grow their customer base and their their product offerings, right? Um, it's not like they got purchased by another sales tax provider right, right. and they're going to merge those products or anything like that. This is a, a strategic play by a private equity company mm -hmm. to try to develop the company um, and, and grow the company uh, to profit much more. And profit. I think for the private equity company that purchased Avalara, this is going to make up 20% of their portfolio. So it's a it's large a big purchase for the for the equity company. So yep. they'd be crazy to just nix it or, or, or whatever, do whatever with it. Yeah, eight billion, eight billion dollars. That's a lot of that's a lot of coin. Chump change the sum. So yeah. <laughs> right. um, but I think we've exhausted ourselves here on the shot segment. 
Um, yeah. Tell me that wasn't the best right there, huh? Yeah, right? especially for the month before a major release. Right? Woo, pretty good. We're rolling, and we're going to continue <laughs> rolling in our next and final segment, our lighthearted, our lighthearted look at our <laughs> lighthearted, <laughs> lighthearted. Yeah, we're be rolling literally. I think it's. Yeah. I think it. I think it is a lightheaded view of our uh, of our beer rankings. So stay tuned for some a bunch of malarkey coming up next. <laughs> all right welcome back everybody now is the hour where this is going to be a truly unique segment um so let me kind of set the backdrop a little bit for you here so um you know maybe you're new to our podcast or maybe you just never make it all the way to the end i get it right you're busy but so if, if, if you're new or you haven't been through this, you know, you know that every podcast, we drink a different beer, different types of beers, flavors or whatever. Right. And then we drink it throughout the podcast. And then we when we get to the very end, we each assign a rating to the beer and we use a scale of zero to 100. Yep. Um, and, and so we and then after the show, Michael documents what we rated each beer and if you go out to the, our podcast page you can see there's like a ratings and all, all the stuff and notes that he that we've got on it but anyways over over three plus years right 42 episodes now we've drinking approximately 40 beers um and we've kind of what we did is we looked at it and said you know let's take a step back and let's look at these ratings and what have we learned so let's go back and let's do a couple things. First, let's go back and let's each of us re-rank all of our ratings. Um, and then let's compare our original rating to our new rating. And then let's compare our ratings against one another to see where are we similar, where are we different, what did we change? Gotcha. So... So that's what we're going to be doing here, shooting the breeze, having a second O'Fallon smoke porter here uh, as we kind of go through this list and kind of highlight some of the interesting tidbits in the data. Yeah. Right. Because as we drink more beers, our palates obviously become more educated and, you know, you you, you tend to find more things that you like and more things that you hate. So. I would imagine, I don't know for you, we'll figure it out, but some of the first beers that we drank, um, for me, had the biggest changes in, in points and rankings and whatnot, just because, you know, you drink so many other different beers, you find out, yeah, I like this one a little bit better than this, so. Right. What's also very difficult is that, um, as myself, someone who enjoys beer, you know, while I'm sitting here drinking the beer, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. I kind of like this beer, right? I'm <laughs> drinking it. I'm in the middle of it. Um, and then maybe, you know, the next day or a week later, I'm, I'm thinking about it more and I realized eh, maybe that wasn't great. You know, what's similar to that is if you ever go to the movies, yeah, right? And you go to the movies and you're walking out of the movie theater, almost always you're like, yeah, that was a pretty good movie, right? But then like, 
a month later or a year later, you're like, oh, that movie sucked. Yeah, you see it on TV, you don't want to watch it again. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, that was garbage. Like, right? I I think you're in the moment. The experience, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, I I myself am guilty of being overexcited. And uh, as we will see see here soon, I'm like, you know, Jojo the Circus Boy (laughs) with my ratings, usually. They've changed so much. Yeah. What do you want to do? You want to go down the list here or what? Yeah. So I would. Yeah. Let's go. Why don't I'm I'm gonna I will hi, I'm gonna highlight um, what I found about myself and if you and then and you can comment on that and then I'll right. I'll and then you can highlight what you found out about okay. your, what your rankings and and changes and everything. All right. So again, if if you've been around, I'll start. If 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 you've been around, um, you know I I. I I've recently been saying that I don't like my historical rankings. I bunched everything up like from 80 to 80 to 96. Yeah. Like I had like 20 beers or 30 beers between 80 and 96. And I got to the point where I was like locking myself in on what I could assign a rating to something. Right. Um, And I thought I, I should use the whole 100 point spectrum a little bit better. And the, and the one, the one, kind of rule that I stuck to is, which is what I've been using the whole time, which is if it's under 50, then it's it's a beer that I almost certainly, or most likely don't want to have a second one of. Like it's, it's it, I didn't enjoy it so much that I'm just going to have one and then I'm going to switch to something else. Okay. So what I did was I took all my, all my beers and I kind of evenly spaced them out uh, amongst the zero down to pretty much. And then I, I went down from my highest ranking, which is a 96 zombie dust from three Floyds. Mm-hmm. And I went, I went down kind of two, two, uh, two points until I got down to like 34 points for my lowest ranked beer groove grove or wait, okay. did I rank O'Fallon each? Uh, no, maybe no. not. Okay. So yeah. So groove grove, it was like a banana, Kind of tasted like banana. Had Is like that a, your lowest ranking? Group yeah, group? yeah. Had like a banana feel, uh, kind of to it. It was, and it was like a tall boy. I remember. Uh, I picked it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had Stacy on that podcast. So what's 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 kind of interesting if you look at my rankings, right? You you noticed right away that I didn't increase my rating. Oh, yeah. On any beer, you murdered the list. You killed every one of these beers' rankings and dropped so many of them. You didn't increase one. I mean, there is a lot of red on this. Uh, yes, <laughs> my as a matter of fact, my average drop was 15 points. <laughs> was my average? Well, that makes sense, right? Change. Because your overall average used to be around 84 that you gave a beer, and now it's around 69. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess that math has to work out. Yeah. Right. So, God, so yeah. So 15 I, points. Yeah. There were, there were a few, like, for example, just a couple of the largest drops that I had here was Fat Tire, which was one of the earlier beers that we had, which I was like, I must have been really drunk. I gave it like a 90 out of 100. You brought that in, I think. Yeah, I think I did. It, it turns out that I now re- I'm re ranking that at a 48. <laughs> right. Okay. Now the other thing I did once I kind of got that 
that them, I got them more spaced out evenly to take advantage of the whole point range. Yeah. I then compared almost all, many of them, almost all of them, head to head with each other. Like envision like I'm walking up to the refrigerator and I open up the door and I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a beer. Yeah. And there's just two beers in there. You know, there's a there's a Budweiser and a Dynamo Copper Lager. Which one am I going to drink? Which one am I grabbing for the, to get that beer? Yeah. And I go, oh, I, I, I think I prefer the Dynamo Copper Lager. So I would I then put that on top of Budweiser. Yeah. Ranked it above it. No, it makes sense. Right. Sense. And I went all the way down to kind of fit each beer kind of into the right stuff. Yeah, but you went through, and I mean, and just so I'm we, surprised you didn't increase rankings on on any of them, though. No, because I was overrating every every time. Everyone. Yeah. So Trader I Joe's. I rated. I don't know why we must have missed a few on here, but I, I I have on my list that I have 36 beers. Okay. That I that I ranked, and there are. Eight of them that are ranked below 50, meaning I, I, I'm I not interested in having a second one. I'll have one, right? But I'm, I'm not going to have two. It's interesting. I think we need some fact checkers. Yeah. I mean, how yeah, many I'm, fat tires did you have? <laughs> right. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was giddy. No, um, I know. Yeah. Looking back on it, though, yeah. No, I agree. My list. Uh, a little bit different than yours. Um, my my point totals didn't drop as as much as Ken's. I think I had uh, what one, two, three beers were the biggest drops. Where I dropped them ten points. Zombie Dross, I, I I dropped ten points just because that was our first beer. Like you said, I was giddy, like a you know a high school girl at a dance, <laughs> and it was just you know what I mean. You rated high first beer. Um, well, I dropped. We had we had Weller Special Reserve. One time I dropped that 10 points and then uh, the Dynamo Copper Lager, which I liked, but I not a 94. It, yeah. Looking back on it, I can't believe I gave it a 94. I think that was a pretty early, early. On yeah. You know, so I dropped that to 84, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, let's see what else I got here. Carlsberg Danish Pilsner. I dropped five points, went from 93 to 88. So still a good beer. Yeah. Here's one that that a lot of the listeners might might disagree with me on. Budweiser, I went from a 72 to a 77. I actually increased the score of Budweiser, which is probably unheard of in today's beer world. But it's not that bad of a beer, not the greatest, but I think I just went went super low with it. I yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at some of the beers that you ranked now on your re-ranking that you yeah. have now below a 77 or Budweiser. Mm -hmm. And I kind I from I almost agree with every one of them that I'd rather have a Budweiser than those. Yeah. The only ex only exception would be this short fuse B thirty three, which I, I enjoyed that more. Yeah. Um. But, um. Yeah. I I kind of agree with that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I gave Groove Grove the banana flavored one a seventy five. I didn't mind it as as much as you. I thought it was it was okay for what it was. Not a favorite beer, but for what it was, not bad. Yeah. Do you know what that you had since we drank that beer, um, I've I found that. That that's actually uh, there's a certain type of malt for that beer? malted barley or whatever that they use. No, that that produces that banana y oh, really? flavor. 
Yeah, it wasn't it's actually like banana. No, there wasn't actually like banana flavoring added. It was the the specific like malt really? that they use that that gives off that banana like uh, smell and flavor. That's interesting. And I've because I've had a couple other one, beers since then, and I I now like I'll, I can just smell it. And you know, and I go, oh, it's a banana beer, it. and it's it's the yeah. it's the green. I think with banana stuff, I'm with you, right? Most banana things, banana taffy, banana whatever it is, I'm not really a fan of. You know what I mean? Do you like and bananas? It, I do like bananas, though, which is really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but like banana taffy, banana bread's actually not bad. <laughs> um, but banana beer, I don't know, hit or miss, I guess. But yeah. Would I take Budweiser over to, in the fridge? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Let's see what else. Summer Shandy. That's your big winner. Yeah. You know what? I, I look back and I rated an 84. We must have been drinking in wintertime, right? <laughs> so, but summer I like Shandy. Summer Shandy. Yeah, so I don't know why I rated it so low, but I bumped it to a 94, which for me, like you said, you give it the fridge test, you open it up. That's probably one of the beers I'm taking if there's 10 beers in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you also, I believe on the same day, also tried, because we had a Kugel's variety pack. Mm-hmm. So we had some orange shandies, some cherry blonde lagers, yeah. and some uh, summer shandies, which is lemon flavored. You are not a fan of the cherry blonde lager from Line and Google. No, one of the worst beers I've ever had. You know, it kind of tasted like you ever get um, cough syrup that's like <laughs> cherry flavored. Yeah. That's how it was with beer. And speaking of that, Two days ago over the weekend, or four days ago now, I went to the store, and there was a, a can, of, uh, a bottle of Coke Zero, whatever, in like a blue wrapping. I'm like, no big deal. I'm thirsty. I'm going to buy it for $2.29. Okay? It tasted like the cherry uh, blonde lager from Line Google's. It had that cough syrup taste to it. Hmm. Worst thing I've ever had in my life. So... And what cherry was it? Like what was it? It was. It's, it's Coke. It was in like it had like a baby blue. Uh, it was 16 fluid ounces, baby blue um, wrapping around it. It didn't say it was like a special whatever, but it didn't say cherry flavor or cherry Coke. But or, it was cherry. It or, was like cough syrup. It was. Huh. Cherry Coke, I don't mind. Yeah. But this was. Oh, it tastes just like that beer. Brought me instantly back to thinking about the box you had on here, <laughs> to me taking that beer and just just. I yeah. have nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I know, what I noticed uh, for myself was that my, I, I kind of grouped the beers. I kind of, I kind of, you can kind of see with my re-rankings that the kinds of beer I like, which yeah. it's, it, this is not news to me, but it, it kind of, when you see it in a spreadsheet, you know, uh, it, it kind of sticks out. So like, on the very top of my list, I have like very traditional IPAs, India yeah. Pale Ales, and um, traditional Pilsners and Lagers. Yeah. All, including like, uh, you know, Carlsberg, Danish Pilsner, even the Polish Lager that we just recently had, Corona, Modelo, Asahi Super Dry. Like those are all light Pilsners and Lagers. Um, so those all, kind of filtered up to the top of my list and then towards the very bottom of my list are all these dark beers the fat tire arrogant bastard ale iron maiden trooper uh 1050 barrel aged beer 
Um, those, those are all towards the bottom. I think maybe we have to calm you down during the podcast, right? Because you went from a 90 to 48 on fat tire. You went from an 85 to 44 to arrogant bastard ale. <laughs> you went from liking this a lot to have probably you know, saying you want multiple till it's garbage. I know. I don't know. What am I afraid good. of hurting people's feelings? Yeah, the arrogant bastard ale. I, th- sure. I think we had a guest bring that. That was yeah. Yeah. So right. I could see that one. Yeah. Right. Was that I didn't want to be rude. Yeah. Or maybe even to you if you brought it. You know, like what was my banana beer? A uh, Groove Grove. I what, that what did I give that one? You uh, went from a original. 37. Or was mine a, you, sorry, 50? a 50 to a 50. 34? Okay, so at least. Okay, so pretty so close. I understand that. At least that, on that day, I was like, I'm, this yeah. is borderline. I'm yeah, yeah you thought it was garbage at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but Fat Tire, you loved to hate. <laughs> yeah. You had to break up with Fat Tire. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just I love it. It's just bad, bad on my part. Um, what else? So I, I also compare I also compared um, both of our ratings. So I took your score and I looked at the same beer. I looked at my score yeah. and I looked at where which beers do we did we end up even with the, with the revised yeah. ratings? Where are we the farthest apart? Yeah. And the number one difference uh, again, if you've been paying attention at all, it's not, you, not a surprise. The 1050 barrel aged beer, which was like a 10, 11 percent, like might have been more than that. Double stout yeah. bourbon barrel aged, uh, crazy. We ended up with a 48 point difference between yeah. our two ratings. But, right, it makes sense, right? You really like beer. You've been drinking beer for a while, and I more have been drinking hard alcohol. Right, so it it just makes sense. You like the strong, that yeah, extra, which, that bold flavor. Yeah, right? which I didn't think I did until we started doing the podcast. And you are a huge coffee fan, right? I am, yeah, and I can so drink it black too. These so. dark beers like this that look like I mean, it looks like black coffee. It does, yeah. And so it's and it's got those notes of coffee, a little bit of chocolate in there. Yeah, and so. It totally makes sense that the stouts and porters, the dark beers, the heavy alcohol but, is, is your thing. My highest rated beers are Modelo, Corona. So it's kind of weird, right? That is, that is, yeah, that's, that's the but that, interesting but then again, thing. I don't like Miller Lake that much. So it's, and I put those all in the same kind of category. You are an enigma, Michael. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get my tongue checked out for taste palettes. <laughs> yep. Uh, then, yeah, our famous Groove Grove banana beer is up there. Fat Tire, uh, Pipeworks Pastrami on Rye. Um, actually, it wasn't still... that bad. I, I gave it a 52. I would I would have another one. Yeah. Um, but again, I want to use this whole spectrum here. Yeah. Now, the beer that shocked me the most when I drank it, because I thought I was not going to like it, was the Milkshake Naui Pineapple. Going into it, when we, we, we first opened it up, in my head, it's like pineapple beer, milkshake. Like, no way. This is going to be the worst beer that I've ever tasted in my life. And it shocked me. You know what I mean? I gave it, what did I give it? A 93, right? Am I looking? No, I gave it a 90. Where you at? Well, I gave 97. it I gave it an 80 as my new ranking. Got to look on my list what I gave it. Hold on here. 97 was my original one. Right. I, I'm at, yeah, that's that's hugely high for you, right? Yeah. 
Right. So yeah, my new rating for that is a 93. My old rating was a 90. But that was a beer when I saw it. In my head, 40, 45. Not even going to finish the first one because pineapple and beer? It shocked me. It was good. You just, you just actually stole one uh, question off my script. Well, maybe, or maybe I'm stealing a question off my own script. We don't do scripts, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is one of the questions that I had for you. Yeah. Was... If 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 you wanted to drink one of these beers, mm-hmm. so you had to pick it to drink it again, to either validate your pick or or see if you really liked it that much or didn't like it that much. Yeah. What would that one beer be? For me, I'm mention- I'm asking you. I'll I'll tell you my answer first because you just meant you just said I it. Said my, it's yeah. the milkshake Naui pineapple. Yeah, that was the one that I'm like we. Ha- I'm like. I really want to have another one of those. Yeah. Was it really that good? Right, right. Maybe it was. I don't know. So well, I now have I mean, maybe a side project to work on. Yeah, or maybe next time we bring it in. But if we both gave it 90 or higher in the ratings at, at the time, it's got to be a pretty good beer. Or it's got a really high alcohol content. And we were Not like, if you gave it a 97. Yeah, yeah, if you're drunk with it, yeah. <laughs> the first beer was an 80, second one was 97. That, that could have been it. And if I remember correctly, I don't remember getting like pineapple notes or or anything like that. No, it was very very mild. Um, you know, what we haven't tried that I've heard a lot about. Oh no, you, you I think you recently drank it, Dragon's Milk, the Milk Stout. Yeah, I've heard good things, but I think you said I did not. You would love it. I would love it. You would love it. The it's milk uh, scares me when I hear that with beer. It's not. It's not milk. It's like this. It's like this. Yeah, you would love it. Yeah, if you have one, drink it. You'll love it. I do. I do actually. I, I did not finish it. I believe <laughs> I actually poured the rest out. Nice. Which which is very rare. Now the beer that we rated most similarly is the Orville Trappist Ale. Our scores were only two points off from each other. You also have Carlsberg Danish Pilsner. We were six off. Uh, Omega Haze and Boulevard Unfiltered Wheat Beer. So kind of, you know what those are? Those are all those are all kind of those middle of the road lagers, just beers, you know, where we both had them rated kind of right in the middle. And we we were consistent with our our picks uh, between each other and even between how much we changed them, I think, for the most part. Now I'm thinking, I don't know if I see it on here. Oh, no, maybe it's under specialty drinks. Oh, there it is. Let's see, I remember we we drank Angry Orchard Hard Cider, but I guess, I don't. I never know. Do you do people classify that as a beer? No. Or is it just a hard cider? Yeah, it's uh, it's different. It's a different class. I think there's a different process yeah. uh, used for that. Also, also we had, we had one week, we had Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. Once we had a Weller Special Reserve bourbon. One. Then we had the hard cider. So there were some non-beer drinks that we excluded from our re-ranking here. Are you Are you happy with your list now? I am. Yeah. Very. I'm comfortable with it. I like it. Um. And I'm. And I think what we'll do is we will. uh, On the. We should clean up the list here. We'll publish this out. Uh, yeah. So that it's on our. I wish Power BI would let us on our podcast page. 
Oh yeah, we could put together a pretty killer dashboard probably on this, right? Yeah, just can't share it though with people. We can not, no, but I we guess. can screw. Yeah, we yeah. can do some screenshots. I guess. Yeah, we can't make it interactive and yeah and whatnot, but um. Yeah, so yeah, no, overall, uh, I'm good with it. I gave myself some room to fit some new beers in here. And, um, you know, there could be a couple tweaks here or there, but, you know, how well, much time do you want to spend on that? Right. What's left then is we've got to rate the uh, O'Fallon Brewery Smoke Porter. Yep. Now, earlier I was talking with Ken, and I said, if I had to guess for Ken, I'm going to put this at a 58 for him. Now, I don't know if I'm close. I would imagine I'm sort of close. But I guess you could shock me. What 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 what, what kind of rating you give it? Uh, I think you're right. You're right on. There's a there's I've got a bunch of beers right in that range there. Um, I can tell you this: it's higher than a 54 because that's Budweiser. So if I had to go in the beer and I had these two in there, I'm probably going to get this one if I'm going for just one beer, right? Um, I did drink. I am drinking a second one here. So I, I did look in the fridge to see what other beers were in there. So, and there's a few good ones in there. But um, I'm, I'm still going to, I think you're, what'd you, what number did you say? I said 58. Yeah. I'm going to go 57. Oh, did that on purpose. Right now, right there. <laughs> you're kidding. right there. I had, I, no, I do 57 because I want to fit it uh, between Oktoberfest Sierra Nevada and Dynamo Copper Lager. Gotcha. All right. So if I had to do it, I'm going to go. Give Bud Lighter I'm going to go. I'm going to give it a solid 79. I like it. Um, I like the chocolatiness of it. The smokiness, the first beer, I loved it. The second beer, maybe not as much with the smokiness. Um, would I take this over a Budweiser? Absolutely, but it's pretty close, pretty close guess. So 79, solid 79. You could put it in the books. I'm not changing it ever. There you go. All right. Well, yeah, like I said, this was a once, once in a lifetime Right for us, where we re-rank our first three years of uh, shot in a shot of business central and a beer uh, beer rankings. So I feel yep. like we're feel like we're in a good place now. We're going to use the new rankings going forward as a reference point. Uh, and uh, everyone, thank you for uh, sticking along with us. And uh, I think what we really found out through this is that. We just, you know, don't trust us, I think, <laughs> is my real takeaway when it comes to beer. We don't know what we're doing. I, I think <laughs> if it's business central, okay, yeah. yes. Okay. Maybe we know sometimes what we're talking about. But really, when it comes to beer, <laughs> just, just right. you know, take it with a giant <laughs> grain of salt, everything that we say. Yeah. It's well, it's all personal opinion on, on your taste too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But sure. uh yeah, no, I I think we did good. I think the list is, is really good. It's nice and cleaned up. And I think it really highlights the differences between what I like, what you like, and on opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I like more manly drinks. No, I'm just kidding. 
no, no, it's I, I tend to like a stronger drink, I guess, but yeah, for sure. All right, well, it does it. I guess that about does it. It's been fun. Uh, as usual, share the podcast with with your friends and and, and everybody else. And uh, next month, I believe we have Dynamic Web as a guest on the podcast. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Bye-bye. As we end today's podcast, we want to give a big thank you to everyone who listens, shares this podcast, and leaves us reviews. You've taken a good amount of your time out of your day, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks again. And uh, don't be afraid to email us at marketing at SOL syst.com with your tips for the podcast or maybe you'd even like to be a guest during an episode.